Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Finn podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Jay. And tonight, you guys, dun, 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 we got another epic guest for you guys. He's on the Feel Free Kayaks team. Yak Gear, Railblazer, FX Custom Rods, Savior Outdoors, and of course, my favorite, Z Man Fishing. <laughs> He's also on a TV show. New well, it started out with a YouTube channel and now it's a TV show, correct? Yeah, it's both. Still both. We got my, 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 my Mike McKinstry in the house tonight. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. Yeah, absolutely, welcome, man. Welcome to my fishing room. We love it. <laughs> yes, love it. Maybe we'll get a tour later. <laughs> so, uh, with with all guests, we always start out with the uh, the first first question: How did you get into kayak fishing or fishing in general? I know it's 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 the OG question, the the original question. You know, how did you get started? Yeah, well, it's in like this? the biggest question too. It's yeah, like that, right. <laughs> um, the short version, I guess, is still long, but. Um, I've been fishing my whole life. I don't remember why I started. No one in my family fishes. Um, I honestly don't know where it came from. Since I was as young as I can remember, I loved fishing for bluegill and anything I could. Um, 
I know Bill Dance was a big inspiration when I was in like my middle school years. Um, nice. I love the way he entertained. Yeah. So I, I, I like the idea of it. It wasn't watching him fish that I cared about. It was watching him fish and be entertaining, which is kind of where I kind of got my model of my show from too. And I want to be more entertaining. It's not just about fishing. It's about what fishing allows you to do. So uh, I got into boat tournaments and did that for about, it's about nine years. Okay. And I did the marketing for some big names in the fishing world, like Kevin Van Dam and some other people. And so I was around the bass boat world a lot. And I was like, man, I really want to make a career out of this. And I remember telling, and I'm going to name drop this one happily. Um, I was talking to Kevin at a tournament in 2013. Okay. And we were on a boat together and I was talking to him and I said, I want to do what you do. I want to make a living fishing in in tournaments. Like you win so much money. It's got to be so nice. And he started laughing. He goes, (laughs) he goes, what do you think I win? I'm like, you want a hundred grand. He goes, you know how much it cost me to get to that level, to be able to do that tournament. He goes, it's $25,000 for this and 15,000 for this. And then hotels. And then all the time I'm doing that, I can't do anything else to make money. Like all these things. And I was like, Oh, so you don't make any, even if you win, you don't make any money. So all the tournaments you lose, you're just losing all that. I'm like, that's how do you do that for a living? And he told me that creating a brand and creating an image and, you know, having things like diversify in the fishing world and, you know, find other avenues in the same industry. And like, we had this big talk about it. And that's kind of what made me model what I'm doing now uh, between him and Bill Dance. And I, uh, I was in a basketball tournament on a lake out by me. There were stumps everywhere. Uh, I, I wanted to get back in this one spot and I couldn't get back there. I rebuilt the lower unit three times my boat in one season trying to get back there oh, before I finally, I, I'm like, I need to get a kayak. I need to get back there. Like I just, I need to find a kayak that I can actually fish from because my other kayak, I, if you sneeze, you flip over. So I, I couldn't use it. And I went to a store. I found a feel free kayak. I never heard of them. They just were comfortable and they look stable and went out fishing within a week and a half. I caught my new personal best in a kayak uh, nice. in that spot that I couldn't get to in a boat. And I was, it just changed my life. I literally had like that moment where I was like, how do I share this with everybody? I want everyone to know how cool this is. Like, this is awesome. I didn't know this existed. Now I want everyone to know. So I have a video production background and a music editing background. So I figure I'll make videos and I'll share them. And I started doing it and people like people and sponsors started messaging me saying, Hey, we love the way you do this. We love the way you show this. Would you be interested in doing this for our product? And I was like, wait a minute, I can make, I can get paid to do this crap. Like, this is like, like I'm like this is cool. Like this is fun, and I started getting paid almost as much as I was in my day job. So I quit my career ten years of marketing, and I quit my career and just jumped in head first, and that's where I'm at today now. That's very cool, man. I dig that. It's funny, um, you know, you bring up the Kevin Van Dam conversation because uh, on a recent podcast we had uh, Aaron Steiger, team manager for Jackson, and yeah. he said he gets asked that question all the time, like from his team guys, like how do I make this my job and my career? And it seems like so many people in the fishing world in general, you know, have that vision. Like I want to be Kevin Van Dam. Like he's, he's killing it, making thousands upon thousands of dollars, but they don't know all the, you know, back leg work that goes into that. So it's kind of interesting, um, hearing your perspective on that, you know, you, you have the man telling you like, Oh, you know, you're not going to make it very far, you know, just trying to fish tournaments. You should find a yeah. back avenue. And I think that's well, it, makes sense. it costs money to do it. I mean, if you think about it, you spend at least five days prepping for the tournament. You're pre-fishing, oh, yeah. driving back and forth, you're in hotels, you're camping. And then if you don't win anything, you've got a couple grand minimum yep. that you would have lost. If you do that 10 times a year, you got 10 grand, you're down. 
how nice is it to win a twenty thousand dollar tournament then when you you just invested fifteen grand into winning? You know what I mean? Yeah. So right, right, right. And buy all your fishing gear. Like you got to buy all your baits and all your stuff. So you like it's impossible to do this without the backing of sponsors and fans and supporters and it's impossible. It's it's the only way to do this for a living correctly is to diversify and spread out. Heck yeah, man. Yeah, no, I dig it, man. It's it's uh, that's good insight there because I think a lot of people. Uh, especially the guys that are, you know, kind of newer to it. You know, they're they're looking for that avenue, that that big win that they think is going to take them to the next level. Um, however, what they don't know is, you know, it, it's much more than just fishing and tournament fishing. So that's very cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's part of it. Like, it helps get your name out there, obviously, yeah. if you're well oh, yeah. people, people start respecting what you say, so they want to use what you use kind of thing. Sure. The tournament will help, but... It, it's an, it's nearly impossible to make a living just doing tournaments unless you win all of them, which nobody really can yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, and I think Ike and Ellie did a video too on just explaining like the sponsor side, you know, like in between the fishing because he he basically says uh, like you know in the beginning he's like I used to fish a lot, he's like but as soon as I got you know to the top and I have all these sponsors he's like I only get to fish basically for the dirt like the week of the tournament. You know, most times because other, you know, otherwise I'm, you know, I'm over here doing something for this sponsor and that takes a couple of days or I've got to do, you know, a, a showing over here. And, I, you know, he's like, you get thrown everywhere and you actually fish less when you're a professional okay. fisherman. Yeah, I'm you not know. even a professional fisherman. Like, I don't consider myself a professional fisherman at all. Um, and I do the same thing. I don't get to fish that often at all. And everyone's like, man, it's so nice to fish every day. I'm like, that's what it looks like. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. no, like yeah. I'm working. Like working is not the same as fishing. It's not like when I get to fish for fun and relax, I don't bring my cameras. I don't, I don't do, I, I don't even take pictures of all the fish. Usually I'm just like, I just want to go out and catch fish and just have fun. Well, well, let me, let me bring up something then. I mean, you don't consider yourself professional fisherman. Now I'll say that there are a few people at the top of the food chain, as far as I'm concerned, that I consider professional. You are one of them. And the reason I think this is because, you know, you, you are making a living off of what you're doing. Yeah. You are, you're, you know, however, you know, like you diversified, you're doing your thing, excuse me. But, um, you know, you, you got, you know, like, I'll just say like the top people, you know, you obviously have Chad Hoover, you've got, you know, you, you've got, um, Drew Gregory. Um, I'm even going to see, uh, Gene Jensen, he came from another background as well. And I'll even say Ron Champion. Sure. Um, like, you know, the, the solid five that are making a living doing what we all fantasize about. Um, why would you say that you're, you don't consider yourself a professional fisherman when you're. I think that carries a lot of weight to it. Like, if, like if I say I'm a professional fisherman, that, in my opinion, that makes me feel like I'm. I'm a better fisherman than most people or something where in my opinion, I learned from a guy who's never been in a kayak before. I learned from guys who fish on a dock. So I think everybody does. So sure. I don't think, I don't think like I'm more of a, I consider myself more of like, I host a fishing show. Um, I get, I get to fish for a living kind of thing, but I'm not, I don't know. I look at people that are professional fishermen as like, those are the people I look up to still. So even if I wasn't sure. that level, I just don't, I have a weird, I have a weird always moving ceiling of success kind of thing where I never feel like I achieve a goal because then I'll, I'll stop. So I don't think I'll ever be a professional fisherman, but uh, I see where you're coming from with it. But yeah, I mean, well, and, and here's the thing too, like these days, especially, I mean, I just think you're humble about it and I, I'd probably be the same way. I would never want to, because it does carry, um, a certain, uh, uh, 
description um, yeah. and, and even a stigma to some, <clears throat> you know, just because because people think that, oh, he's a know-it-all, you know, like, why is he sponsored? But the thing is, is I think from my my point of view, there are so many different avenues to survive in this fishing industry these days. I don't see why you can't consider yourself a professional fisherman. If, because to me, the very definition is living off of that profession. Yeah, and, no, I see it completely. I just, uh, like I said, like like Kevin Van Dam's professional fisherman. Yeah, he's, he's, I, I don't, I don't see myself at the same level as that. That's like sure. Bill Dance. Here's a good example, and I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this out loud because I'm a very good friend of his family and everything too. But um, I don't look at him as a professional fisherman. I look at him as an entertainer and a professional personality, like a, a host. And that's what I took from his show, too. And I took the entertainment value of the show. And that's why my show is modeled a little differently than most fishing shows, too, because that's where I got my inspiration from. Well, I think I, that's an excellent point. Well, hold on, Ryan. One second. I got to say it. <laughs> um, I knew we were racing to the mic on that one. Um, no, see, that's a perfect example because you're saying you, you don't think that Bill Dance or you don't feel that Bill Dance is professional fisherman he's a showman but he is considered a professional fisherman you know he's paid his dude he's he, his dues he's you know he's done the work you know he's oh, yeah. out there um but you know there's uh i would say there's different tiers in professional i mean if we're gonna go that route there's definitely different tiers i think to that title uh, I obviously I, mean, I, I agree though because it's like in, in any in sports too it's the same way like any other sport like in hockey you can play professional and not be in the NHL. Sure. Yeah. Like you can be in the OHL and be professional, but you're not NHL professional. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, I could see that. So yeah, I'm like community college professional fisherman. Like I can think that. Yeah. I mean, I, I get where Mike's coming from, you know, I think what, what you do well is, um, you have a passion, you have, um, something that you really enjoy doing and you relate that passion to an audience and in a professional manner and and uh you know i know jay's trying to trying to make you say you're a professional but um you know i get where you're coming from you know like when when you think professional i think the general public when they think professional fishermen they think like tournament guy right yes Um, or, or, or a tv personality so to speak and i agree like yeah i mean I don't. Did Bill Dance even fish tournaments? I don't even know. I'm sure he I know did. He, right? I know he. I know he has, but that's not what he was. That's, that yeah. wasn't a thing. He you just know, wanted like, to share his passion and help teach exactly. others. And I think that's what you do a great job of, Mike. Like, you well, know, thank you, man. That's my yeah. goal. That's my main goal. Yeah, and I mean, I've watched uh, you know numerous YouTube videos of you and and things like that. And I think it even says that like in your intro to your to your show, right? Like. You know, I have a passion and I'm here to share it or, or something along those lines, right? I, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Sort of. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the way I broke it down. But, yeah. Um, no, I think it's cool, man. I mean, it, you know, I can relate a lot to you. Um, you know, yeah, I fish a bunch of tournaments and, you know, we do this podcast, but it was all just part of, you know, the learning experience and, you know, helping others learn from my mistakes um you know jay's many many mistakes and uh <laughs> you know Human. things like things like that and then talking to guys like you that have the same passion as us and sharing it to the the rest of the you know fishing world and um no i dig it man it's cool man we have a lot 
lot of like you're you're in front of a camera i'm in front of a webcam doing a, a skype call so <laughs> yeah. you know a little different but you know hey it's cool i dig it man I dig no it's it. dude as long as people find, like i just told someone this today actually too is my biggest inspiration comes from inspiring others and that's the way i kind of do everything i don't do this for the money i promise you like yeah, i don't right for the money nobody at, at this level if you want to put us in a level i guess like you said no one at this level is making a bunch of money it's right. not it's not a millionaire industry no. um so i don't do this for the money i gave up a pretty nice job and salary and benefits to struggle and deal with <laughs> social media and deal with stress and my hours are like never ending um I did it because I love inspiring other people. And I started noticing that other people, like I, I love seeing how many people have started their own YouTube channels after they saw mine take off a little bit. And I like, it's a huge like pat on the back for me when I see people trying to do what I do. Like they try to like take little parts of what I do and I see it, I notice it. I'm like, man, that's cool. Like yeah. someone, like someone liked what I did that much where they want to try to do it too. Like that's, that's inspiring to me. And there's like people that message me and just tell me like things that I've done to help them. And I didn't even know it. I'm like, this is why, this is why I do it because yeah. If I can just get by and pay my bills and just be able to do this, do what I love and just not have to worry about paying my bills kind of thing, that's all I want to do. You know, I don't really care about anything else. And the bigger platform I get, just the more people I can reach. So, you know, I, I truly just want to send the message that, like, has saved so many lives, you know, to get out there and just find their peace and find nature and just look where a kayak can take you kind of thing, you know. And that's all yeah, I want to do. I think it's such a cool thing, man. It's so much fun. Amen. Preacher McKinstry in the house. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So you, you mentioned like, you know, social media and all that stuff. Um, you know, never mind. I don't even want to go down that route. Um, yeah, we'll just leave that as it is. So um, I'm almost curious now because you can bring it up. I think I know what you bring up. Are well, we walking that line, Brian? <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll walk that line. So, you know, we, we get it sometimes too. And I know because you're a bigger spotlight, um, you know, and you're in a bigger spotlight, you know, you get it too. So how do you deal with the crap on social media? I mean, it's, uh, it, it's pretty bad right now in the kayak fishing world. We're not going to name names, but, um, you know, what, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I have two different ways that I have handled it, and there's two different ways that I, I can tell you to handle it that one is completely wrong and one completely the right, right way. Yeah. I've done um, I've done both multiple times, and I'll probably do both again. But um, at, sometimes I look at it as being bullied, and I have a weird thing with that. I'm a smaller guy. I'm five foot five. Sure. I was picked on a lot when I was a kid, and I learned how to fight, learned how to defend myself, and kind of never got bullied again. I put myself in a spot where I could defend myself. Sure. And I was kind of raised that way. You know, when I was a kid, I was, I had a kind of family where if I came home and got in a fight and didn't defend myself, I was in trouble kind of thing. Like I better defend myself. Right. So I look at it that way a lot. And that's just like the passion part takes over where I'm like, like you're attacking me and what I do and what I care about and my integrity. And I'm going to stand up for myself. Sure. So, in my mind, that's always the right thing to do is defend yourself, stand right. up for yourself. Don't let someone push you in a social media world. It's the opposite. It, and it has to be, which is really hard for me to, I'm, I'm, I don't like social media that much, believe it or not. I'm on there seven hours a day, eight hours a day. Um, I like face to face. I like phone calls. I don't like texting. Sure. Um, I'm, I'm kind of old school when it comes to that, I guess, but I just, I believe that seeing intent and emotion is imperative to conversation. Yeah. You can't really tell tone in any other way. So, um, 
Yeah, so I've handled it wrong plenty of times and lashed out and attacked back because it offends me and it hurts because I'm like, I, I work so hard. Right. My integrity is so important to me. And uh, then there's the other way to do it, which is the right way that I'm still working on where you kind of ignore it and let it build and let it blow itself out whenever you want to do and then just sit back and just keep on doing what you're doing kind of thing and sure. let that feel like idiots at the end of the day, which I do a lot, believe it or not, but it's it's tough. It's it's hard when, you know, I, I eat, breathe, and sleep the sport and my career, my, my brand. It's literally everything I do. Yeah, yeah. It's, right. You know, it's, my, it's my, my passion, my hobby, my fun, my work. It's everything that I do 24 hours a day. That's the only way you can do it. So. Right. When someone attacks it, it's really tough not to react with emotion. Right. You know, but I think most the reason people that attack me, I don't know me. And that's the part that I got to remind myself to. Right, right, right. And that's the thing. So the other day, uh, I posted some pictures on Instagram, and some fine gentleman decided to leave a comment, and his comment just said, gay. And I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> that's your that feeling? Means- that means so, happy. So, yeah. you know, I kind of sat there, <laughs> sat there for a minute, and I was like, how do I respond to this? You know, I I like to respond to all my people that comment to me. So I was like, haters going to hate. Thanks for taking the time to leave your comment. Have a great yeah. day. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I don't know. So I, I was well, curious, you know. My haters are my biggest viewers, too, though. Yeah. Because yeah. They, a, a hater is like a vulture circling you. Yeah. And they're just waiting for any little thing they can pick at. Sure. So they want everything I do, which is awesome. Right. Um, I, love, I love getting the views on it. They try to pick out details, so sometimes they'll watch it twice. Then they're also going to share it in their little little hater group, and then they're all going to watch it. So I get a bunch more views out of it. <laughs> sure. Um, and if they attack yeah. it, my name is just out there more. So like, it's a great marketing tool. I love dude, it. Dude, <laughs> the Sex Pistols manager, like he said, any any uh, publicity is good publicity. Publicity, yeah. So absolutely. I mean, there yeah. it is. They, yeah. Whether it's negative or it's positive. People are paying attention. I know, and it's and, and honestly, I always I, I kind of laugh about it most of the time. Sometimes it does bother me because, like I said, it's hard not to get emotionally involved with it. Sure. But most of the time, I laugh it off because I'm like, it's people, someone I've never met who's never met me. Like we live in different parts of the country, even like right, you right. know, they, like, they have no idea about anything. Like they're completely just Clueless. either upset. Like I hate saying that the the I hate saying jealous because I I think it's terrible to say, but sure. I think people are just upset that I did something that they can't or won't do kind of thing. Oh yeah. And I hate saying that, but it's when it comes down to it, I've had people tell me that flat out, like, yeah, I'm just mad that you get to do this every day. I'm like, so you're so you attack me on social media? I don't understand how yeah. that Yeah. Uh, th- and yeah. That's, let, let me ask you too, like if you so Brian, this question is for you as well. <laughs> if you have an inappropriate comment because in today's day and age you say you know that's gay that's um i don't know if it's racist but it's definitely not good you know in the sjw world um do you leave it up on there or do you censor it and delete it now me personally i'll tell you right now if it was something like that i would take it down yeah i know it's it's inappropriate you know if you want to like constructively you know, dismantle me appropriately. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but, but Do I'm not. Gonna, yes, yeah. but I'm not gonna let you. You know, I mean, belittling. Well, you know, that's a line you gotta. You know, that's. I'll decide where that line is. But when it comes to something like that, I mean, you know, do you, you know, do you keep something like that up or do you take it down? Yeah, uh, I think I left it up for a couple of days just so uh, the gentleman could see my response. 
but uh, <laughs> I, I will take it down. Um, you know, it's it's funny because, um, uh, you know, one of the guys that uh, does a segment here, Mr. Brad Hicks, he does a great job with social media promoting Paddle and Finn podcasts, and he posted uh, a new episode up, and somebody put breaking news, quote-unquote, you know, because he was posting about a, a new segment to our show and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it's just like, he's like, I don't even know what to say. I'm like, don't say anything. That's the best response, you know? So, I mean, I didn't mean to go down this path. I just, you yeah. know, <laughs> I know sometimes Mike, you know, you get some comments because you're in the bigger spotlight. So I just wanted to ask you because of my recent experience with Mr. Uh, what's his face on Instagram. So, no, it's tough sometimes, but like, I, I gotta remind myself, like, people, they're just miserable people. Usually, they're not happy. Yeah. And, no, you know, I totally feel agree. bad. I almost feel bad, like in a way, because that's my first reaction. Is like, man, it sucks that they're that mad. Like, yeah, right, it sucks. Right. That, like, seriously, like, it sucks that they're that. Like, I'm so happy with what I do, and they're trying to ruin it. Yeah, for no reason. Like, right. That kind of sucks. Yeah, but you know, you know, I know. You know, it's funny. Even to that, um, Mike, when me and you did that show together, I remember we were posting stuff that whole week. You know, goofing around and. I got a I got a couple PMs like about you, like people were actually asking like, is that dude really cool? Like, or how is he? And I was like, he's all right, you know. But uh, <laughs> I was like, once you once you get over the whole like, you know, I'm a bright star thing. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just giving you shit. No, I mean, um, but no, I mean, it, it, but it really, I got asked that question, and I was like, no, I was like, that's so funny that, you know. I get it. Somebody doesn't want to come right out because they don't know you. You know what I mean? And you have a um, a, a very distinct uh, – and this isn't uh, obviously not bad. I mean, but you're you're good at what you do is what I'm trying to get at. I don't even know how to say it. Like you're so comfortable in front of the camera at this point that I think that persona is – it's some kind of persona is given off. Um, and I don't understand it because I'm all like I'm kind of on the same plane as you. Like I've got to meet a person to really pass judgment. You know, I mean, you'll hear stuff. I mean, if I see writing crazy stuff, okay, that's one thing. You know, I can start a premise. But I mean, I really need to like meet you. <clears throat> you know, but I just I just think that's interesting because that goes a lot with you know what we're talking about. You know, and you know it's it's just funny that somebody wouldn't just reach out like right to that person and just be like, hey, what's going on? Just start a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because I mean, you're pretty. I mean, I, I see you're pretty open, dude. I mean, you answer a lot of questions. I see, I see you on a lot of stuff. <clears throat> you know, but uh, yeah, I, no, I'm I, always transparent because I always tell people like I've never cheated or never lied in my entire life, and I, I always kind of remind people of that because I don't have a filter. Like I will answer pretty much anything for the most part, and I'm pretty open, <laughs> and it makes people not have to guess or wonder what I actually said or what I actually meant because I'll say it. You know. Yeah. But no, what you were saying a minute ago, though, too, like I, I've heard that, too, where they're like, well, when you're on camera, you have this persona where you look, you'll come off like really arrogant, blah, blah. I'm like, that's just first thing on camera. I can say but, that. <laughs> no, no. But like, I've heard that. like, it's fine. Like, I've heard that. And I yeah. kind of laugh at it because I'm like, well, I've been on camera since I was like really little. Like my parents would videotape me playing hockey when I was a kid. Like I, I used to make videotapes of like every hobby I've had since I was, you know, I made skating videos in the 80s and 90s, like early yeah, 90s. Yeah, buddy. Like big VHS tape recorder, you yeah, know? Yeah, buddy. Um, and, and you're a front man too, right? You play guitar, so you're used to yeah, being I on stage with a bike. Yeah, I did yeah. case fights in front of thousands of people. I did, yeah. I sang my guitar in front of thousands of people. Like, I played hockey in front of thousands of people. Like, I've never been shy. So, 
I know how that comes off because when I see someone who's like really confident too, I'm always like, I just shake my head and look at him. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Like maybe he's a cool guy. Like I shouldn't judge him. Like, yeah. you know, like there's a few celebrities that I've met where I've been like that. Where I'm like, that dude seems like he's so arrogant. And I think about it later. I'm like, yeah. he's in front of cameras and crowds all day, every day. Like yeah. right. changes, you have to change your persona a little bit. Sure. But in reality, I'm, I'm still nervous on camera a lot of times. And people don't believe me when I say that until they're there with me filming. And they mm -hmm. see that I have to take 10 takes to say something sometimes or, you know, I don't do everything first take. You know, a lot of times I have to redo it because I stutter or I get nervous or, you know, it's the confidence is more of like a, it's almost like a cover for being nervous sometimes too, you know? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, but I, I think that's what keeps you grounded too. I mean, even back to the band days, I remember I always had butterflies every time. Never went yeah. away, especially when I had to sing. Yeah, <laughs> like... I agree. I agree. When I started singing, I was like uh, the whole time. It's a whole different world then. <laughs> you should make but, Jay sing right now. La, 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 la. No, you don't want that. <laughs> I'm Put in a screamo the these days, bro. I'm gonna, yeah. I'll just, let me, let me break something down for you. Hold on one sec. That was four paragraphs. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know? that, was, that was a love song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, let's uh, let's switch subjects here. Let's uh, let's talk kayaks, man. So you're out of a feel free, right? Um, yep. How'd that all go down? How'd you? I mean, you said at the beginning your first kind of legit fishing kayak was a feel free. Did you yep. ever change it up at any point, or have you always been a feel free uh, type no, of guy? I stuck with uh, I stuck with the one that fit, and uh, you know I, I fell into it on accident. I was looking at a different kayak and just saw it. So. I sat in it. I was like, wait, this feels like my bass boat. Like the seat is high up. Um, it's comfortable. The platform, it's aluminum reinforced and the feel free. So it doesn't have any flex to it. So you can stand on it without that instability feel. Oh, so I was like, it feels like a bass boat to me. Like this is literally what, exactly what I wanted to feel in a kayak. So I bought it and went out in it two weeks later. I flipped over for the, my first and only time I flipped over in one and kind of learned the stability of it. And, you know, I've been in every kayak now. Like I, I actually love demoing new brands when or new models when a new brand comes out with one. Um, like when that blue sky came out with Jackson, I wouldn't try that out at paddle sports in Wisconsin, like a year before it came out. And I was so excited to try it out. Like I love trying all the kayaks out and still the one that fits me. I mean, there's a lot of kayaks. I love, I like, I like a lot of kayaks, sure. but the one that still fits me perfectly without as much compromise is still a feel free. So, uh, cool. yeah, I've used every model they have and I'm, uh, using the Dorado mostly now. Yeah. I was going to say you're, you're floating mostly out of the Dorado now, right? Dude, that thing's awesome. It's heavy, but on the water, it's amazing. It's one of those kayaks like the Hobie PA and yeah. Jackson Rig. Sure. Um, some of the bigger boats, I'm like, yeah, anytime I talk to anybody and try to sell them whatever brand they, that fits them, I'll tell them, like, look, on land, it's not as, not that great. But in the water, it's the most comfortable, amazing thing you'll be in. Like, it's, <laughs> like I'm not going to lie to you. On land, these things are bears. They're 120 pounds, 130 pounds. And if you load it up first, you're at 150 pounds. Oh, so, wow. you know, my Dorado weighs about 200 pounds. Um, with the current battery I have in it right now, because I have the motor in it, so I have the battery in it. Oh, wow. So they're not fun on land, but once you get on the water, man, they're. It's, I mean, I need. I, I think Jay, you've used the the big rig, right? I uh, I have the big rig FD. Okay, so you know it's a big kayak. Yeah, but I also had a lure eleven and a half. Yeah, see that's not as big though. That's smaller no. compared yeah. to the big. True. Um, like the Dorado is closer to the big rig. Sure. But. Um, yeah, once you get on the water, man, a big kayak is just so comfortable. It's so nice. Mm -hmm. You have like a little floating island with you. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I'm on the island. 
I'm floating yeah. out of the blue screen. Brian's mainly. is the ultimate. <laughs> oh, right. Dude, those things are sweet, man. When I, yeah. when I demoed one out, I was so impressed with it. It's I'm like, in wind or waves, I didn't think it was that great, but just for going around like a small lake and stuff, or the flats even, like that's a cool platform, man. I like, yeah. you can walk around the whole thing in a full circle. Oh, yeah. The modification options are incredible. Like, that's a cool platform. Heck yeah. So I like that the kayaks are doing that too, by the way. Like, yeah, um, I, I like that. Like the blue sky came out and feel free has the Johnny boat that you can put the motor on the back yeah, yeah. and yeah. they're starting to come out with these hybrids now, which is kind of cool. So that's interesting. Are you going to, are you going to be floating out of a Johnny boat at all because it's a feel free? You cut out. what you say? Oh, I said, are you going to be floating out of a Johnny boat at all since that's a feel free kayak? Um, I might, I'm not right now. Okay. Um, I might use one next year a little bit more. I just don't have a lot of, like, there's 25 lakes within 10 minutes of my house. Like, I'm surrounded by water everywhere I go. Sure. Um, there's not a lot of huge water. Like, there's maybe three lakes that are bigger. Okay. All the other lakes, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have any use for anything with an outboard. And that's the main benefit of Johnny Boat. Sure. So, I mean, I, Lake St. Clair is only 40 minutes or, or almost an hour from me, but I don't hit it enough to make it worth it. So, gotcha. if it was a main, if I could use it as my main, my main source of fishing i would probably have one easily for sure but they're they're cool they're awesome but yeah, yeah i've seen a lot about them i've heard a lot about them i've never seen them up close and personal but uh they look look like uh very very cool little boats for sure oh yeah oh yeah they're sweet looking so um with that uh dorado with the uh electric motor are you running lead acid or lithium battery um right now it's lead acid and that's why it's it's still okay. a 37 pound battery so, yeah, yeah. um but I have a. Where's it at? I think it's right behind yeah. you somewhere. Oh, yeah, check this out. So, these bad boys. Are you, where's the power for? Right there. These bad boys. Yep. Um, are coming out with a new, like, uh, 50 amp hour. Yeah, I saw that. And it's going to be like this, like, in a box and everything. So, when that comes out, then I'll put that in my kayak instead, and I'll be able to shed, like, 30 pounds off of the weight. Too. that's so huge how far are you getting on uh, your lead acid battery like can you run that all day yeah well it's a 50 amp hour the motor pulls 24 amps at full speed okay um, but i never run it really full speed i mean there's really no point um so i mean if i do it's just from here to one side of the lake it's like five minutes sure uh and then i putz around because it's completely uh i almost say dimmable but it's almost it's what's the word i'm thinking of Got like a gradient speed wheel on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, speed controller. Variable speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, it's got variable speed control on it. So, um, I keep it like half speed most of the time, or I put it at like two amps is like a mile an hour for trolling. Like okay. a mile, a mile, half an hour. So, if I run it on two amps, you get 24 hours out of it. Sure, 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 sure. And then so, the Dorado's got USB ports to charge my phone and my camera and stuff like that, too. So, I can usually get a full day out of it easily doing everything. That's hmm. slick. That's slick. When it yeah, when you are that, going full speed, how fast does that boat go? Uh, about four and a half to five, depending on the wind and the waves. Okay, very cool. Go ahead. It's Jay. a big boat though, too. I think yeah. I think it's on the eleven five. It probably goes a lot faster. Okay. I never put it, I put the pedals in eleven five, and I didn't like it as much as the thirteen five and the Dorado with the pedals. Um, it just feels like it's too like I don't know. I'm so used to the bigger boats now. Getting an eleven five feels small to me now. Oh, I bet. But it used to be like the most roomiest kayak in the world. It was my first kayak, so like it was so roomy. <laughs> yeah, I ended up picking up two of the Yak Gear, um, uh, twelve volt, twenty amp hours. I'm gonna have to wire in a series to run the uh, 
the Jackson Flex E drive or the Flex Drive E. No, well, no, they're it's like the one you got in the the can. Oh, the box, this one. Yeah, but it's I just have the battery, so I've got the one with the neoprene outer covering. Oh, Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna have to wire those up and throw those together to run my motor when I get it for the for the drive. But uh, and I'm waiting on that. That'll be awesome. Is that the um, the E drive? Is that what it's called? yeah, the flex drive e motor. E motor, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I saw it at iCast, and I can't remember what they called it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, I've been on it. Uh, I've been on the, actually the big rig, one of the prototype big rigs with it, and that's actually how I made the decision to get rid of my Kusa FD and get a big rig with the whole plan of just getting that motor, because now I'm looking at rivers a whole different way. Oh yeah, you know? well that's a big boat too. So if you can move it around with motor, that's that's yep. awesome. Well, you know, like getting on, you know, like the Fox or getting on the Rock River or something, you know, like those are deeper, deeper rivers, you know, and you could, I could go all the way upstream, man. I could run that battery dry yeah, and just come buddy. right back. All the logistics are taken care of because I know where the truck is. What's well, cool, too, I use, a, I use a flexible solar panel sometimes if I'm going on like a river day trip and I'll hook it up to my battery and let it trickle charge the whole day. That way, cool. that way it'll keep it charged. At the end of the night, I have a battery for lamps or for fans or anything else I need for camping or anything. And I solar charge it all day the next day again, too. So nice. And my trailer, I actually wired my enclosed trailer with solar panel that charges a big battery on the inside of my trailer with USB ports and everything on top so I can charge everything from my trailer, too. Very Smart. Cool. Heck yeah. Is that trickle charger like a five watt an hour type five thing? Watt, or? It's a five watt. Yeah. That's cool. I think I have one of those, too. Look at you with the technical terms. I like that, huh? I've Ooh, done some homework. Little Jay is all grown up. <laughs> I like it. I oh, like shucks. It. <laughs> now all he needs is the motor. <laughs> so let's uh, let's talk uh, YouTube channel. So you started the YouTube channel, and now that's kind of transpired into this TV show that's going to be on Waypoint TV. Like, how did that all go down? Um, that's an awesome story, actually. So about three years ago, I go to every boat show that I can. If I get invited to go to a boat show or a fishing show, um, or like a school seminar, anything at all. I try to like, I don't, I don't say no. I just, I say sure. And then I try to figure out how to do it afterwards. Sure. Like, like, I don't know how I'm going to get there, but yes, I'm going to do it. And, uh, I was at a boat show. Uh, I think it was a Detroit boat show three years ago. And there was a camera guy walking around like a huge camera. Like he looked like he was filming for Kobo or, um, for the event or something. And uh, he stopped, started talking to me, and, like, you know, he was talking about his passion for filming. And I was like, dude, I did four years of film school. Like, we started talking, and then we started about fishing. And, like, we ended up talking for, like, two hours, which Jay's been at a show with me. You know, I can talk for two hours like this. Like, <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so we just sat there and talked, and we hit it off. And he's like, yeah, I own a big production company in Ferndale, which is about 25 minutes to a half hour away from me. And I was like, oh, that's awesome, man. I'm like, it's so cool. We should talk. He goes, if you ever want me to come out and film you. I would love to film fishing. Like it's, I love fishing. I'd love to come out and film it. I was like, okay. Like I'm using like these two knockoff, like made in China go- GoPros that weren't GoPros. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was still making videos like that. Excuse me. And I was using like free software that I found online. And this dude's offering to film me with like, you know, $50,000 camera. So I'm like, come on out. So he came out and filmed. Um, and then we hit it off as friends. The next year he filmed an episode I did with Gene Jensen. It was a two part episode. And he filmed the whole thing just for fun and spent the whole day out there. The, another one when Chad came to Michigan, did one too. And then he was like, you know what, man? He goes, your videos are so different. Like, I love the way you edit them. He goes, do you ever think about making a TV show? I'm like, yeah, I do. There's no, like, I don't have the sponsorship backing to get it. Like, there's no way. Sure. And I'm like, what do you just email, like, 
tvshow.com like how do you do it you know what i mean yeah. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> like how do you like how do you do a tv show so he's like well that's what i do like he's a pretty big production house and he's like i'll call around let's get information blah, blah blah so we started looking at like outdoor channel and uh discovery and we had some talks with some like pretty darn big networks i was like incredibly like i couldn't believe i was on the phone with them i was like i got a meeting with you okay like holy that's crap cool. the fact that i got a meeting with at least one big network made me happy enough like because that's after you send in like sample and you you know you go through like, a little bit of a process right so even though i got denied from them which is perfectly fine i got the meeting and i was like on cloud nine all day <laughs> like, that's so awesome cool. Um, but it gave it validated what I was doing. That's all that did is like, I love the rejection. I've been in sales my whole life. So I know rejections are just one step closer to a success. So sure. every time a network told me no, or they gave me an offer that was just absolutely ridiculous and there's no way I could do it. Um, I was just like, all right, there's another one coming then. Like if you're interested enough to even give me your time, I have something. Yeah. So, right, right, right. um, so I started looking into like, you know, my ambitions are always like way higher than I can actually reach. So I looked, I was like, I'm going to get on Netflix. Like I want Netflix to do, like do my show. Like why not? You know? That's cool. <laughs> so I did everything in the world. I called, I talked to so many people trying to get hold of the right people and I can never get through these gates. Like there's no way. Like I was just like, it's not something you can just do on the phone, but I'm persistent as heck. So I kept on trying and trying and trying. So I got hooked on this mindset where I was like, it needs to be digital media. Like, I don't want to do like a TV show. And plus, after talking to some of these bigger networks, I was like, I'm not ready for that kind of a big deal yet. Like, it's too much. And they sure. own too much of what you do, which I don't like either. Um, I want to do everything myself, kind of like YouTube, where I do whatever I want. And right. I can publish it no matter what they say. Um, I can work with brands that I want to work with regardless if they pay me or not. Like, I don't, you know, it doesn't, it's not required to be an ad. I can do whatever I want. So I started looking at smaller digital ones and Waypoint TV just, it stood out. And I love the fact that I had full control. I owned everything. Um, I can go on other networks at the same time and they have separate sections. So it's hunting and fishing and that's all yeah. they have. Right. So it's very direct demographic. So it's not like people who are fans of knitting come across my show. Yeah. You know, people who want to see my show will see my show. That's like, you have to find it. You have to go to it. So um, I started talking with Waypoint and did an interview process with them, sent them a sample episode and everything, filmed the pilot, uh, eight months back and forth of negotiating and uh, thinking I lost it and then got it and lost it, like all the crazy emotional ups and downs. Sure. Uh, then I got a welcome letter um, from the network. It's framed in my hallway, actually, that I see every day. That That's awesome. Network and yeah, now I'm doing the show. That's very cool, man. <laughs> That's Sorry, I cool. like to get the details of that story because I, I love reminding myself of how it happened too because it was so surreal. Like the YouTube stuff was awesome. And I still do a lot of YouTube stuff, but I want a bigger audience. I want to be able to get a bigger platform so sure. I can try to reach more people. No, that's cool, man. And I think you brought up a key point, you know, like when you were talking to the TV networks, like, you know, failure is just another step closer to success. Like Absolutely. That, that's so huge. Um, it's just a, such a great piece of advice to give to anybody, I think. Um, so how many episodes are you going to have on your first season for the uh, – I've got point? four that aired so far. Right. Um, and there's there's tw the minimum of 12. I have to deliver 12. Okay. Um, but my season doesn't end until April. Okay. So I, 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 got, I, I specifically did things differently. So my season is going to run 12 months. It's not going to be like a four and a half to six month season like most people or okay. most TV shows or most what people expect. I'm doing continuously doing new episodes all year long for 12 months at a time. So even in the winter months, I, I have episodes I'm filming for the winter and I'm traveling down south for a lot for the winter time too. So I'm always going to be doing fresh new stuff. 
So one thing I want to do was avoid the format that people are used to as far as when my episodes come out. Sure. Also, I, I have no commercial breaks. I turned down commercial breaks, which was a revenue loss, but I'm not doing this for the money. I'm doing this for my passion. And if I'm going to share my passion, I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. So okay, I, yeah. I, I no no commercials. Like There's no paycheck big enough for a commercial. And I don't want people to come out of the experience. I want them to be able to start the journey. It shows me, board, like I'm working on the Idaho episode right now. It shows me boarding the plane, shows me arriving, it, getting there driving to the place then it shows me all the way to flying home and i want it to be like a miniature movie so you can connect with the every character in the episode anybody who wants to show up can be in the episode so you you got to be able to connect and be like dude i can like just like some random guy i can be that guy and go out fishing and see the crazy stuff in idaho in the mountains and you know and and that's the point of my episodes is after you watch it i want you to be like man i want to do that like that looks like so much fun like fishing's great but that adventure like the dude got to be able to do this because he didn't follow the stereotypical norm and took a career that he hated every day just to live and pay his bills he right. gave up everything and said screw it i'm i'm happy and i'm going to follow happiness instead of money and that's what i hope to like get out of it is i want to do things differently so very that was cool. a pretty, very long answer to your very short question so no 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 it's good man i dig it i dig it man i love the detail i'm, I'm super passionate about this man so i just ramble for hours about yeah yeah it. no i get it i get it or you but say, yeah, Jay? so Waypoint TV at 12 episodes uh, between now and I got four aired so far. The Idaho episode will air hopefully about a week to a week and a half. Um, and then I'm filming my the episode that comes after that. I'm filming this week. Like that's how short I'm cutting it. So, uh, OK, I'm going out of town this week to go film. And then um, I'll be back for four days and I'm going out of town again to film the next episode. And I'll be editing in between those trying to get everything done um, and releasing teasers on YouTube the whole time and stuff too to build it up. And then. Um, I'll be filming all the way up until October. I'll be doing that kind of a schedule, and I'll be down in Texas and traveling a little bit more in the fall. Nice. So, so how long do you think that? Okay, so let's talk about the the, the TV, you know, like the, the legit, you know, the Waypoint um, uh, episodes. How long does it take to basically just go through everything and edit it? Um, Forever. Do you, do you, do you proof like do you do you watch it a couple times after you've done it and make changes do you do voiceovers you know what i mean like what goes into all that i mean everything's different so if if you if anyone who watches any of my waypoint episodes the full episodes they're never the same there's not a format like it's not like oh here's the intro then here's this part here's this part here's this part um there's no format because every adventure is different you know anytime you go on the water it's different than it was yesterday so every adventure is very specific we edited to fit that feel and that emotion of that adventure. So, uh, on an average episode, and there really isn't an average, I guess, but like, an, I, like my plan for for my next episode, um, I schedule everything as far in advance as I can. Then I study the lakes. I go through that whole process, and I go out and pre-fish as I can, and go out and do scout for the video and see where the camera should be set up. And I still direct my show. I do all that stuff too. So I have to find out where the cameras are supposed to go, what the best angles look like. Um, I have to look at the the cloud rate uh, readings and stuff so i know how the cloud cover is and what side it's coming from um all that stuff i go to the lake we, we do all of our pre-filming like setting up the kayaks it takes about an hour and a half to launch because i have to film pulling everything out i have to fill pull me in like any shots that my producer tells me like hey pull in this it looks cool or back up and do it again or turn around or open your door or close your door or roll your window down like those things like are actual like not all the time sometimes we just go with it but sometimes it's like the lighting doesn't work or Right. You know, you got to pull in a different direction or something like that. So we do that whole process, um, get the shots of me pulling my kayak out so people can see how, how it comes out, how you move them, stuff like that. 
Um, then the fun part is what people think is the fishing stuff happens. Um, and I tell you what, as a camera guy and as the other side of it on the show, waiting to get fish on camera is one of the most painful things in the world. Like <laughs> it really is because when you, anyone who knows this or anyone knows this at fish tournaments too, when you need a fish, you won't get a fish. Right. <laughs> so if you don't get a fish in the first like couple hours, then you're just like, you're starting to sweat like you do in a tournament where you're like, man, what if I don't get one today? And you start doubting yourself. Well, doing that on camera when you're out of town or something where you don't, you can't go back and redo this. Like you have to find fish. Like you have to make it work. Like it's, you go through that whole process and then you do your talking points and make sure you cover all this and show, show your products being used and like that. Um, then you finish off the day with your outros and any B-roll footage you need to get, um, go through the audio. Like it's a, it's a full day process to film for three hours and it's, it's crazy. And then uh, once I get home, I have about six to eight hours of, organizing and arranging where you go through and like my Idaho episode I'm doing right now has 463 different video clips. Oh, wow. 463. So let me ask you, how do you organize those? Because me personally, when I'm going through them, I'll like give them titles of what happens briefly. I do, but I have to make subfolders too, because I have, I work with up to five, six cameras sometimes. So I'll have to label this one hat cam. This one's drone. This one is underwater cam. This one is chest cam. This one is, um, truck. I'll, I'll put GoPros on trucks and stuff. So that's, yep. that's the truck cam is all the shot, all the shots of that, the whole view of that. Then I have the cinema cameras. If I have camera guys with me, then it's camera guy one, camera guy two, slow motion camera. Cause I film a lot in slow-mo. And then after I do that, I have to go in and put each clip from each camera in there and then label each one saying, um, fish caught 253. So I know at 253 yep. in the clip fish caught or slow-mo good fish catch or, good background b-roll or like i label everything then i get to the editing part and then i have to start organizing the storyline and figuring out how it's going to flow and i try to recall how the adventure went how it felt i'm like oh yeah i was really mad that day let's make it more of an aggressive beginning like <laughs> like i want people to feel like they were there with me so sure. if it's like if it's like an emotional part i make emotional music behind it and either i buy all my music too for each episode like each episode i buy my own music i buy licensing from artists or i go in the studio for a week and i write my own music for which i've done for a couple episodes too um, depends on how much time I have. Um, but I try to make it as personal as possible and I make it as, I make it as, uh, transparent as possible. Like you were there the whole time. That's so that's, it almost sounds part. professional. Dude, the editing part is tough for that, man. The editing part is tough. That, Cause once I get past all that stuff, I get about 30 to 40 hours of editing. That's, that's pretty easy. That's intense. Well, dude, imagine going through 450 clips. And you're picking those each spots out and then arranging them. Then you got to color grade. Then you got to do audio. Then you got to do transitions. And then if there's any titles involved, and then you go to the next clip. And you got 450 of those. Oh, oh Jesus, dude. And wow. the hard part is that I can't do that for 12 hours a day. Like, I have a million things pull me away. Um, sure. like, like doing podcasts or doing my podcast or doing um, the small YouTube videos or going to work at Gander Outdoors for a day. Like, doing anything else I do, I have to stop editing. So then I get out of that whole element, go do what I got to do, come back, and got to put myself back in that spot again. Like, I have to watch everything I did a couple times, get back in that zone, and go, okay, cool. I got, like, 10 more minutes done, they get a phone call, then I get a message on Facebook, then I get, you know, so it's like, it takes me a full, like, a full week to edit what would take 12 hours if I could just sit still and not be bothered kind of thing. Does does JTI ever help you with any of that? Um, so he's getting into editing more. Like, I'm teaching him smaller stuff. Um, he's mostly just doing camera work and organizing and and pretty much being like a manager also at this point too. Yeah. Um, like he helps run the podcast. He helps with scheduling. He helps with 
social media stuff. He helps with. I mean, he does he does a lot. Um, but the editing part, he's just kind of getting into like the part of it because I'm gonna have him start helping out with more of the YouTube stuff to make it easier. Because that, that's the hardest part is getting pulled out of like this world and then going back into that video. So I'm back in that world and then I mm-hmm. go back out of that one back. It's too yeah. hard to be like. Like, I need okay. to be really hyper-focused to put myself, like, like when I watch a movie, I can't be interrupted. Like, if I'm watching a movie, my phone goes on silent. Like, I can't, like, no one talk to me. I have to be in this moment the whole time. Yeah. So I do that when I edit, too. Like, I have to be in my zone. And if I get interrupted, it's like, I got to start all over again. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know who JTI is, it's Justin, the intern. Yes. That's all right. That's Justin Bowie is my intern. He's the coolest <laughs> dude in the world. I hate saying he's my intern because it sounds like I'm, like, it sounds like he's like below me and I don't like that. Cause I always tell him, he's like, yeah, I work for him. I'm like, no, you work with me. Like, yeah. you don't, I don't, you don't work for me. We're both doing the same thing. We're teammates. We're, we're going for the same goal. I don't like that. Like I've been a boss in a few industries and a few things. Like I used to own a bar and I told my bartenders the same thing. I'm like, I'm a cook. I'm, I'm in the kitchen most of the time. I'm, I'm cooking. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not your boss. I'm mm-hmm. a cook. Like just, we're all doing the same thing. We're all trying to make something <laughs> succeed. Like, it just makes me uncomfortable with that mentality. So I always tell, I tell Justin all the time, I do this is just as much as you as it is me. Like you're helping with everything. So I'm very comfortable saying this. Jay works for me. <clears throat> just saying. <laughs> you knew that yeah. was coming. <laughs> I always like to throw working, jabs at Jay. <laughs> I've, always looked at, I've always looked at working for someone means that I'm giving you something. Sure. Working with someone means that we're both giving to the working same together. thing. So that's why I say it like that. Yeah. Jay and I work with each other very well, usually. usually. <laughs> this is the smiley face time. <laughs> you know what I want to point out really quick too, because I like that. I like that you have a big bona fide banner behind you, and I like that you're a diehard Jackson guy, and I'm a diehard feel free guy, and we have no issue whatsoever talking about anything. Oh uh, yeah, man. Isn't that weird? Yeah, no, <laughs> no it's uh, yeah. it's it's not weird at all. Like. So I, I, I was I was hardcore yeah. hardcore bona fide guy for a long time, but you yeah. know I've always said like <laughs> what um, what I like, what you like, what the next guy likes is going to be three completely different things, and you oh, know, yeah. that goes back to demo, 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 right? So yeah, I've been meaning to take that down. I kind of left it up because we recorded yeah. with Luther last week, so um, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's but funny you... to me though because people always say that they're like, "Oh, you're a feel free guy." I'm like, "Dude, I sell." Oh, every dude. Brand. Like, no, I go to right. sell kayaks of every brand if it fits you and it'll yeah. get you on the water and you yeah. can haul it, store it, and yeah. you, you're the one who's got to sit in it. So if, you, if it fits you, it's the best kayak in the world. See, I think every kayak brand model everything it's got its pros and its cons and it, it's perfect up. for you know different scenarios you know like um you know i still love the bonafide 11.7 like in a river setting however you know i haven't tried you know the jackson liska yet which jay rants and raves about you know that's I, my baby i've never been in a feel free <laughs> so I, I i mean i've seen them um up close and personal, I saw the new Dorado at the Wisconsin fishing show this past winter, um, and I thought it was cool, man. Like it's all decked out, tricked out. I love it, dude. It's it's a slick little craft. It's got, it's got cons though, too, man. Just like you yeah. said, like the Alder, like yeah, it's, it's got some cool stuff on it, but it's heavy, it's big, it's bulky, it, it yeah. catches wind like any big kayak does. Um, but it's got its pros, you know, and it's yeah. just like 
it's like I always say, like Jackson's, like anybody that comes up to me in a boat show and goes, "All I fish is small, skinny rivers." I'm like, "So is a Jackson over here." You know, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. I'm like every every brand has like, and that's kind of like everyone talks about like in the industry at least they talk about how right now it's so oversaturated and it's it's choking the market and and I'm like, you know what? I like that it's, it's it got to where it's at because it's making people go back to paddle kayaks a little bit too and, and downside. Sure. Remember why we liked our small kayaks to begin oh, with. Oh, sure. Right. And cool. also it's giving a chance for every brand to actually have something to offer everybody now. Yeah. Like before there was that big rush five years ago, you could only get three or four brands if you wanted to stand up in a kayak. Now it's like Pelican every brand. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I can go to Walmart and get a lifetime you can stand up in now. Like that's all. I think that's awesome because now whether you're making $300 investment or you're making a $5,000 investment, you can get on the water and actually do well. You can even compete in tournaments with a $300 kayak now. Oh yeah. Because they're so much better now. They had to be held at a higher standard. So I like that, you know, I look at Jackson's as a river boat, um, even though they have multi-purposes, obviously, but that's where I feel like it shines. I've been in Jackson's and moving water and it's, it definitely stands out. Um, I like Hobie's uh, in a lot of reasons. I think they're one of the best engineered boats. Um, you know, uh, feel free, I think is just, most comfortable boat that's that's what i think sure. it is for me is more comfort it's 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 got some downfalls but it's the most comfortable boat i can sit in it all day and it, it fits me and my style and me being a smaller guy perfectly um you know every brand's got his thing yeah and it, yeah and i, was I gonna... like that though i think it's awesome because it gives people an opportunity to do whatever sure. they want and still have a decent boat you don't have to have a hobby to be, to be good anymore okay no. and, and that's the one thing that me and brian uh, do with the podcast too like we're not going to force Jackson down your throat. We're not going to force, you know, bonafide. We're not going to, you know, we're going to have, we're going to have, you know, just an honest discussion usually. Um, and this even goes back to anybody that's going to back us. We're not going to take sides. Yeah. We're just not. Yeah. We can't. We just can't. It's yeah. not, it's not fair to you. It's not fair to everybody here, you know, that's listening. You know, we have to, you know, be objective and, and be, I mean, I know Hobies are good, you know, and I, I like, I, I liked my lure feel free. You know, I like my Jacksons. The blue sky is awesome. Um, you know, it's like I, I haven't been on a vibe yet. Those look kind of neat. You know, it's it's you know, I've been on, you know, uh, wilderness systems. I mean, we don't draw lines in there. And I, I think no. that's super important to, just to the industry, um, even though when people go, oh, you're a Jackson guy. You're like, yeah. you know, a purebred. It's like, dude, yeah. I, I, you know, if I go somewhere <laughs> and there's only like this kayak available, guess what? That's I'm what I'm floating in. <laughs> well, it's like when yeah. I travel for my filming, it's hard to get a feel free everywhere. If I'm flying somewhere, sure. it's hard. Yeah. Um, it's a lot easier to get a Hobie. Yeah. Um, so, but when, it, when I'm out filming, even if feel free isn't sponsoring a video, it's like I am comfortable in a feel free. I know it's limitations. I know it's feel. Sure. I'm in it so often where it becomes part of me. Like I know what it can take and like, I don't have to worry about anything. Um, I know where its limitations are. So I like being in that kayak at all times. So it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like when I travel, people do all the time. Like, oh, you got to be in your field free. I'm like, no. It just it's literally when you find something that fits you that well, and I'm in it so much. Like, it's literally like a second. Like, I'm so comfortable with my kayak. It's insane. Like, it really is. And when you're in a different kayak, it's like it's like driving someone else's car. Like, it feels mm -hmm. so weird at first. And it's like sure. I don't want to film an episode and have wind come up and me not know the limitations of that kayak and then flip and lose all my gear. It's like, right. you know, there's no point. So when you find what fits you perfectly. It's one of those things where it's like people always think you're biased because you work with that brand or, or you own that brand. It's like when you find that one that fits, it just fits. It's right, it. right. It doesn't mean that it's going to fit you. It doesn't mean it's going to fit this guy. It just means that this one fit me. It's one I need. Yeah, mm -hmm. right, right, right. Like I tell everybody the same thing. Try every kayak a million times. 
I do private demos for free all the time. And I go up to the retailer by me and I borrow kayaks from them all the time, whatever brand people want to try. I'll take them out fishing for a day and then they get a real feel of it and see how it handles. And then they know like, yeah, I do this one. That one felt more comfortable in the store, but once I got on the water, this one fit me perfect. I'm like, you're the one that's going to buy it, store it and haul it, dude. Not me. Yeah. So like, don't let me tell you what to get because if I tell you to get a 15 foot kayak and you live in an apartment, like you're going to hate me. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> Good luck getting that to the third floor. Yeah. Well, I tell people like get the biggest kayak that you can haul, you can store and that you can afford. And yeah. that's why I was talking about you. Like, if you can't haul a 12-foot kayak, then don't get a 12-foot kayak. If you can't store it, don't get it. If you can't afford it, then don't get it. Like, that's the only three yeah. limitations. If you can afford a $1,000 kayak and you don't have any limitations of hauling, you have a trailer or a truck already, right. um, then you can get a lot of good kayaks for 1000 bucks. But if you need something under 10 foot or under, I mean, over 10 foot, like, like I need something big, you're, limit, you're limiting yourself. So it's just like get whatever you can afford, haul, and store. And fine, everything's good. You know? Yeah, I would say on that note, I'm looking for an intern oh, just to load my truck and, or just to load my kayak and uh, unload it when I get to the water. That's all I need you for. Jay Randall. <laughs> Jay Randall. Doesn't pay much, but you'll get a lot of, I guess, pats on the back. <laughs> <laughs> well, going back to the the comment uh, Mike made about you know the market being saturated right now, I think it's great because it's pushing a lot of these boat manufacturers to do new and different things to stay ahead in the market to make themselves relevant in the market, which I think is cool because you're seeing a lot of cool stuff coming out um, of these boat manufacturers, you know. Whether yeah, it be my kayak, I'm sure we all do the same thing. When people see our kayaks all rigged up, they're like, "Oh my god!" Like, yeah. You know, oh yeah. yeah. Like yeah. nobody, like no one knew they existed, and it's like, isn't that cool? That's why I love showing off. It's like, yeah. check this out. Like yeah. you can walk on it. Like how cool is that? Yeah. Heck yeah, man. I dig it. I dig it. It only helps grow the sport, you know. Um, mm -hmm. It really turns people onto it, and you know, like Mike said, it's you know you can get as cheap as two three hundred bucks all the way up to five grand it's how much you want to spend but there's such a wide spectrum of fishermen in there um that can cover you know so many people so i i dig it man i dig it z man we gotta talk z man <laughs> this podcast will not end without z man is that like the elephant in the room? Or wait, I mean the bags behind you. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. It's like a fading intro. Just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. I dig it, man. So how'd you get hooked up with Z-Man? And uh, what, what do you, what's your favorite bait to throw by them? Um, dude, I'm actually kind of excited to tell the story. I've never told the story, for real. So I'm going to do a very short version, I promise. I'm not no, going to no, try. Go ahead. I love this. So I, I've been throwing Z-Man forever. And I have, let me turn my camera a little bit here. So that's a canvas print of my personal best. Nice. On the corner of it is the chatterbait that I caught it on. Oh, sweet. Uh, and the chatterbait I caught it on looks like it was drugged behind my car for like a thousand miles. Like it's missing paint everywhere. The blade's all chipped up. Um, the skirt's like missing some stuff. Like it's been it's been through some stuff. Um, that chatterbait's had a pretty rough life. And <laughs> I... Uh, I retired it when I got that fish because I was like, I'm not going to risk losing that thing. It's almost on its last life, and it's it's caught so many amazing fish. Uh, I bought a new one to replace that one. The third cast, the blade broke off. And I was like, man. So I sent, I, I was on the water. I send Z-Man a Facebook message. And I was like, hey, this blade broke. Here's a picture of it. 
uh, what do I do? Is there a warranty? Blah, blah. The guy responded within five minutes. Super nice. He Crazy. got my address. Within five days, I had three of them sent to my house for free. Oh, wow. And I was like, whoa, hold on. Like, what? What? Like, I didn't expect, like, that's crazy customer service. Like, I messaged him back and said, hey, man, you screwed up. You sent me three of them. Like, I'll pay you for them. Like, send me an invoice or, like, I'll use them. But I didn't, I only had one that broke. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it, man. He goes, there's two more on us for, for your trouble. It's like, for your trouble. Like, it's a $5 bait. <laughs> yeah, like, right, right. You got to make that much money. Like, that's crazy. So um, I started messaging the guy and I was telling him, like, dude, I love all your baits. I've been using them. Like, it's awesome. And then I left it at that. Well, um, four or five months later, it was iCast. And this was three years ago. Um, and I go to iCast. My YouTube channel was, I honestly remember these numbers for a reason because I remind myself every single year at iCast. I went to iCast the first year with 62 subscribers on my YouTube channel um, and seven videos. Now I have over 200 and something videos and I still only have like just under 3,000 subscribers. Like I don't really care about the numbers that much, but it just shows like, how much has progressed is still growing. And uh, I walked by the Z-Man booth and one of the guys stopped me and he goes, hey, you're uh, the Basquatch guy. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, I, I looked around like it'd be somebody else. And I was like, <laughs> wait, what? I'm like, you're like, you're wearing a Z-Man shirt, like super professional. And I was like, this is the crazy, like it's the first time I've ever had this happen. So I was like, y yeah, what did I do? Like, I thought I was going to get yelled at. Like you owe us for those two baits from five months yeah. ago. <laughs> like, Here's that invoice you've been dodging. Yeah. <laughs> interest so the guy was like dude we see you posting all of our like or sharing all of our stuff and you post about how you love using our baits and he handed me a bag of baits and he goes try these and i was like oh my god z-man gave me some baits then he messaged me after that and said hey do you want to be on our pro staff and i was like okay like that's cool yeah. like, nice like i'm i buy your baits anyway so i don't need a discount like i don't care i like supporting your company so it's no big deal right and he goes oh no we'll just give you a couple baits here and there. like it was small like not the big deal and I was like, I'm going to be a customer anyway, so who cares? You know what I mean? Like, I don't care. I'm going to buy them anyway. So after two more years, like, and people hope you guys hear this, two more years of not getting paid by them, not working with them officially, nothing, and me still being a customer, buying baits. Like, I buy all these baits. None of right. these are free, so you guys know. Um, I mean, I, I don't. It's different. So I pay for most of them. So either way, <laughs> I'm really honest. It is what it is. So after a while, they got a hold of me and they're like, hey, you know, let's start working a little bit more together. Like, you're giving us a great return. Like, you're doing such a good job marketing us, promoting us. And I was like, well, of course I will. You guys are my favorite bait company. Like, it's almost all I use. Like, literally 99% of all my baits are Z-Man. So I'm like, of course I'll work with you guys. And ever since, now we've been growing a relationship. They're some of the coolest people I've ever met in the industry. Um, everyone's pretty cool, but they're just, like, a little more family. And they're still a small-owned company, as big as they are. And uh, they make incredible products, man. So I, I stock up. I give away most of these baits. I give them away every week on my podcast. Um, and I give them away on the water all the time. People are trying new stuff. Like, if you come to my house, if I walk out with a few bags of baits, it's just kind of like a, a thing. I should nice. start getting, like, I should be in, like, a bag dispenser on the wall or something. I think but, we should go uh, to Mike's house once a week. What do you think? You guys are more welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you, guys aren't, you guys aren't that far away. You can make it up here. No, not at all. Welcome anytime. I Just got five hop, up here. You can hop, show skip, up. and a jump over the pond, basically. Yeah, yeah, I'll be in Holland. I'm actually filming this week in Holland over on, on Lake Michigan over there. Oh, nice, oh, dude. Wow. Very yeah. cool. I'll be, like, right across from you. Heck, yeah. We'll wave. We'll yeah. wave. <laughs> I'll, I'll look for it. 
Yeah. <laughs> You'll call me and be like, can you see me? Like, no, just keep on waving. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you see, like, I, I'm holding a, an orange flag. It's the safety flag. You see? Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. I, see, I see on the yeah. news the next day the Coast Guard had to rescue a man that appeared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, New Holland, Michigan, what are you guys going out? Uh, steelhead fishing? Salmon fishing? Oh. Uh, we're fishing a spot that I've never seen, that I've never been to, and that I have no idea what it looks like. And it's in a river. Interesting. <laughs> literally, literally, this is how this career works sometimes. Yeah. My producer called me last week and said, hey, we have a makeup episode because I had an episode I had to cancel. I had to cancel the filming location, and we're supposed to film it this week or next week. And... So he's like, hey, I just went on vacation with my girlfriend at this beautiful spot. Uh, you ever been to Holland? I'm like, yeah, I've been by there. Like, I've been around there a lot, but I don't know the city that well. I know it's Dutch. That's all I know. Sure. Uh, and uh, <laughs> he was like, we went to this place. It was beautiful. And we saw fish everywhere. We got to film there. And I'm like, what's it called? Like, where's it? Like, dude, I can't just <laughs> jump. In. Like, I don't like, what? That's not how fishing works. <laughs> like, I can't just jump and go, ding, ding, there's the fish. Like, it's not yeah. how it works. I need to do research. Um, so this was last week so we were like all right let's do it so i called the tourism bureau we started making phone calls for local businesses and trying to like figure out where to go and what to do uh, like what spots to make sure we can include in the video to showcase the area like all the crazy work that we had to squeeze into the last five days i'm still doing every day um and he's making his calls and all the stuff like that we set up something i don't want to give it away yet because i'm going to do a big social media blast when it happens but we nice. set something up an hour and a half north because i like doing adrenaline based stuff and like adventure based stuff in the episodes too so we have this really cool thing an hour and a half north that's going to be something I've never done before that's going to be pretty crazy and fun. Um, cool. So we're setting all that up last minute in five days between the two of us, me and my producer. And JTI is out of town right now, my intern. So it's just me and my producer doing all this while I'm trying to edit my next episode. And um, we're going to go out there and film in a river. And I think there's smallmouth in the river from all the research I've done. I watch a lot of YouTube videos from people in that area. I go on Facebook groups that have people in that area and start messaging people and uh, go through Google Maps and look at the transitions in the water if I can see them. Um, look at weather reports for the last 10 days there. Like, I, it's just it's a lot of work to scout a location when you need to catch a fish. Just sure. like tournament. Same idea. Um, the only difference is, is in a tournament, if you don't catch a fish, you're like, oh, I lost the tournament. If I'm filming and don't catch a fish, I can't redo the footage. Like, I can't. Right, like, all right. It's almost not an episode if I don't catch a fish. So it's, you know, and it's a lot of money that goes into it. It's a lot of, it's thousands of dollars per episode. So it's, it, it's not fun. Like it's a lot of pressure. So, um, I don't know what we're doing over there yet. I, I, I wish I could tell you, hopefully we catch fish. That's it. Heck yeah, man. <laughs> well, good luck over there. That'll be fun. That'll be cool yeah. to watch. Heck yeah, man. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's beautiful up that way too. Like up by Holland and. Oh yeah, I um, love it over there. The west side of Michigan is incredible. I just yeah. don't fish over there. I fish like Mich like Michigan. I do salmon out there every year. We go to Ludington or uh, um, Grand Haven, and we go over yeah. that way to uh, salmon fishing. But I've never done the Kalamazoo River over there at all. And I'm not a big river guy either. Like it's not my not my forte. Gotcha. So it's gonna make it super interesting. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. I dig it, so man. So have you guys seen, like, be super honest. Have you guys seen any of my episodes on Waypoint? Not on, I've seen portions of it. I haven't been able to watch a full episode yet because I'm always doing something else. It's that bad. Here's like, I can't, I can't get through a full one. I can't do it. <laughs> uh, you know, well, that, and it's like, it's, 
Honestly, Mike, it's you. No. I know. I think it's the voice. <laughs> um, no, man. I just, honestly, it's like I'll be tied up. I'll go through stuff and just not be able to burn through it all the way. I'm too ADD for like any of that anyway. Like, it's hard for me to sit still and watch something. I'm always like, oh, five minutes, going to something else, you know, or so. But, uh, no, I've, I, the stuff that I've seen, it looks cool. It looks neat. Like, you can tell that you're putting in a lot of time now. Um, and I, your approach does look different than regular Basquatch TV. Like, you've – so it's kind of like what you say. Like, you're progressing in a way. Um, you're, like, growing, doing different things. You don't have a structure. I'll agree to that. Which is good. Yeah, I uh, like that. Because it's not predictable then, you know? You're, you know, it's like you, you you just, you keep it, you know, free. Well, with the know? day of fishing predictable, you know? Yeah, this is true. And that's what that I want true. it to feel like. I want it to feel like you went on a vacation with me. And a lot of times we speed shoot these, com- or these commercials. We speed shoot these episodes sometimes where we'll, we'll film an entire episode in one day. That's what we're doing this week because we had to squeeze it in. So we're doing... We're driving three hours and another hour and a half, then two hours this way, and then three hours back, and filming all these different spots with like a big adrenaline thing and a big all other spots and a spot that I've never fished in before, all in one day. So it's busy. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> but that's different from an episode where I go for five days and I have three days of filming and you know so that that episode will feel more, will feel more planned and more laid back and more. But you'll see the every day of the adventure, like my Utah episode. That was the last episode I just did. Like you guys should definitely watch the Utah one because that show is like all three days, and you can follow the story the whole time. Um, the Idaho episode I'm doing now is the same thing. We could feel all two days we filmed. You can feel like being there all day and then all night, and it's not just fishing; it's the adventure of being there too. Huh. Yeah, I think I caught part of the. Uh, you did one. Um... You were fishing for trout or something, right? Yeah, that was uh, so that was a YouTube video one. That wasn't the Waypoint TV episode. Oh, my bad. <sighs> Sorry, homie. Well, so that one's on Waypoint TV though. That covers you a little bit because there's season one, which was the end of last year. They okay. wanted some. They wanted some of my higher end YouTube videos just to put on there like a preseason. Okay. So they took four of those. One of them was the trout video. One was duck hunting, and one was North Carolina, and one was Texas. Um, okay. And then the first episode this year of like the new season is ice fishing. Then the second one, which is with kayaks and everything too, which is a lot of fun. The second one was Louisiana, um, and we ziplined over gator swamps, and like it was awesome. It was so much fun. Um, the third one was Lake St. Clair for the KBF trail event that I competed in. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Then we did a cancer survivor event that I sponsored afterwards, which is incredible. Then the fourth episode that just aired was moab and we did hiking in the canyons and stuff afterwards and we found a lake like in the middle of the canyons that we fished and we camped out and it shows all that through the whole episode and then idaho and it's the first time i'm talking about it too because i haven't released that much of it uh we went sturgeon fishing with our kayaks in idaho and we caught over 30 sturgeon in our group and nice my producer my producer and another camera guy's flight got canceled last minute because of weather so it was just me and my intern and we filmed everything and it was awesome and it it's a very real feeling like adventure and it's it's a lot of it's a lot of fun a lot of vlogging and stuff too so you get very a lot cool. of behind stuff very cool that's cool idaho is fun i'm going there at the end of august it's it's a cool place man. i want to go back for sure yeah i'm gonna catch me a seven or eight footer yeah. <laughs> hopefully hopefully, yeah, we, went hopefully. To, we went to a sturgeon pond that yeah 
that way we were guaranteed fish and I've never caught a sturgeon. So I wanted an educational part too. So oh, that's I wanted, cool. or, like, I didn't know how to handle them and I watched videos, but there wasn't anyone that really explained it. So in my episode, I have the guy that runs the whole place explaining how you handle them and why, which is really important. So they're very protected fish. Yeah. And yeah. Very weak fish. They have no bones. It's all cartilage. Yeah. That's crazy. It's, and they have no scales. It's like, it's like the weirdest, it's, it, they're related to the shark family, so it's it's like a really cool, it's a really cool species, man. I like totally respect them, a lot more than I expected. Like it's not a normal yeah. thing. They're, they're super, they're super strong, super strong, and you know you join like a one percenter club, uh, because fewer than one percent of kayakers are actually ca- are fishing for sturgeon or catching them. Really? Yeah, it's the the percentage is super low. Super oh, low. A lot of fun. Yeah, they're definitely, yeah, so if anybody's out there, like, definitely try to hook up with somebody who knows what they're doing for sturgeon fishing. Even if it's not from a yak, you know, get into it. Um, you know, I'll even, you know, name drop Steve Carroll. If you ever want to get in touch with him, I'm sure he'll find a way to do it. Uh, that dude is, he knows what's up. He knows where the spots are. It's on the Snake River. It's legit, and it can be dangerous. Um, it is... A whole different way of fishing. It is not bass fishing at all. It's very like physical. Yes, it's very physical. <laughs> Wait till you see the episode. It's hilarious. It's <laughs> it's amazing, man. It's it, I, As I'm going through all the footage every day, I get to relive the adventure, and it's just like, man, it was so much fun. That's crazy. I dig it. I dig it. Booyah. We got any other questions for Mike, man? You got any other questions? I think we covered all the bases, right? Well, yeah, I'm going to do a whole lot, so I'll make it easy. <laughs> I know. Jeez. No, I will. Let me do a quick one. So obviously we know Basquatch, you're a bass guy. What's the number two species that you love to chase? I have a love and hate relationship with Pike. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> what? As soon as I you said Pike, I knew that, Jay was going to freak that out. That is it. Cut the segment. We're done. <laughs> so you gotta understand though, because you know how the fishing is in Michigan with pike. Yes. So you gotta understand that I lose more baits when yeah, I'm bass yeah. fishing, and you know anyone in the north part of the country does. Like we we lose yeah. nine. That's why jackhammers suck because you gotta buy twenty twenty dollar baits and you lose in the pike all day. Yeah. <laughs> so I, that's why I that's why I have a love hate with pike. I love catching pike. Um, it's a lot of fun to go out and just target pike, and it's fun when I know where they're at, and I'm just like, I'm gonna pull like, and it's fun. It's a great fish to fight. I hate the way they make everything in my kayak smell, and I hate that I lose a lot of baits to them. So well, I I have a standing rule now that anything 25 or below does not come in the kayak. I will release you from the hook. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have 11 inch pliers. I will just release you, and off you go. You hear that <laughs> pike? You hear that yeah. pike? No, they're too dangerous. <laughs> Like, you know, like, I'd rather handle a 40-incher over a 25 or less. Oh, any absolutely. 26-inch yeah. pike is, like, the most dangerous. It's like I heard the same with the sharks. The small sharks are more flexible, so they can actually reach yeah. back and bite you. The bigger sharks can't. So I've yeah. heard the same thing with sharks is, like, small pike are a nightmare. Like, yes. it's like sending your grandkids back to your, your kid's house after they had a big bowl of sugar. Like, <laughs> they're... They're so hyper, yeah. and you can't oh, yeah. get them to calm down, and then you can't hold them right, and they slip out, and they're do they? I agree with you, man. Small pike suck. They're yeah. dangerous. You think they're going to make an episode? Uh, I am doing a pike episode, actually. When? Uh, in the fall, I'm going to be filming. If you're interested, 
Ah, uh, jeez. Let me see if I can clear my schedule. Wow. Look, there's nothing up here. I'm good. Uh, no, for real. <laughs> I, I, I literally just told Justin this. I think it was like about a week ago or two weeks ago. I'm like, dude, yeah. we got to do an episode where we target like all my rods. We're going to get 100 pound mono leaders on them, and we're just going to do nothing but pike. Nothing. Wow. Uh, yeah, let's talk. Yeah. I'd say that's okay. Look at that. Ironically enough, I don't know where that end is. 100 pound mono. Jeez. Well, so why, why why are you gonna do 100 pound mono and not like a steel or a uh, titanium? Steel, steel cuts their mouths. See, there you go. Like, oh, I care about the pike. I care about fish in general, dude. I want to like screw them up just so I can get a picture with them. That's not cool. So it's like, I, I, I yeah, I, I don't break just, off my mono. I'm just saying, I've never noticed any damage from the titanium with the nylon um, covering. I don't those know. Those are the black what... ones, right? Are those usually yeah. black? Yeah, I They're got very... those. Yeah, I, yeah, I've had a couple of times where I see, like, if they go behind the top of the jaw, I've seen them cut open like that, and I just, I don't know, I feel terrible doing that. I don't oh, know. Bad. <laughs> it is well, now I, I feel bad. Now i got to redo everything. Dude, well, honestly, <laughs> and I just pre, if I'm going out, like, pike fishing, like, if I was going out tomorrow, tonight I would just be pre-tying leaders the whole day. I'd make, like, seven or eight of them, and then I just have them pre-tied, and then i go break up my poles and have them done, so they're all leadered up and ready to go and then i'll throw my jackhammer but i have big swim baits over here i use for pike a lot me too but yeah pike are fun cool. i dig it i like pike yeah <laughs> ryan's got a nice lake where it's loaded with i mean you can catch 25 eaters or 25 inch eaters all day wow i mean i've slammed like 20 in one day uh like not too long ago and we've had, we've actually had pike tacos and they're delicious Yummy. <laughs> I'm sure you're. I'm sure you're more than welcome to come over anytime. Anytime, Mike. Doors always yeah. open, bro. Leave Michigan, come to Illinois. Everybody's got a spare bedroom. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I dig it, man. I dig it. Yeah. Piker, a ferocious, ferocious fish. Yeah. Jay, but... we'll talk. We'll talk though. You can come up here anytime, and we'll do a pike video. Sweet. Sounds good, man. Very cool. So look out for that, boys and girls. Jay Randall. On Basquatch Hunter TV. Yeah. And Brian. Can Brian tag along too? I mean, <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Brian, you can come. Well, Anytime thanks. I do an episode, <laughs> I make a post in a local group usually, like of a group wherever I'm going, like in Texas or wherever I am. And I'm saying, hey, I'm filming here. As soon as I find out where I'm going to be, I'm like, I'm going to be here at this time and date. Come fill out a, a release and a waiver. And here's the rules. If you anyone wants to come, come on out. Because I like, cool. that, I like the episode being about the sport. It's not. It's not Mike McKinstry TV. It's Basquatch Hunter TV. Yeah. And I, I, if I don't catch a fish all day, I'll get footage of you guys catching a fish all day. And that's it's mm-hmm. still the same thing to me. It's just showing the sport. That's all that matters. So um, I just made a post today in a group of, by Holland. And I have, I think, three people coming. That, nice. Um, I saw in. you post. So, um, oh, yeah, the Michigan Kayak Trail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they're all on that side of the state. So anytime I go somewhere, I do that. Because I love having other people in the video. It's just fun. It's different personalities. Like, if Jay gets a 45-inch pike on a lake I know out here, which you can, by the way. There's 40 inches over here. Yeah. Um, Jay's back in his bags. But, like, the, but his expression, a look on his face yeah. would be awesome. Like, yeah. why would I not want to share that? Like, that's why I share it on camera, because I love yeah. that experience. So, Heck yeah, um, man. So, yeah, anyone, you guys can bring 20 people with you, man. I don't care. <laughs> we're going to do that. Party at Mike's. <laughs> yeah, we're going to hog Mike. <laughs> oh that's too funny man oh that's awesome dude yeah definitely. Can i point out that you're wearing a bona fide shirt too <sighs> yeah work yeah. shirt bro just got home from work 
Yeah, I just cool. want to say because you're like, oh, I gotta take the banner down. I'm like, yeah. you're wearing a shirt, hey. and it's yeah. you got your face, and you're wearing got, a hat. <laughs> There's paint on it. Yeah. So. I'm just buying something. They turn, make a good kayak. They, they get a lot of hate, but they make they make a good boat. Yeah, yeah, man, you can't argue with that, man. I mean, it's it's a solid platform. I love it. I just, um, I mean, I won't lie. I procrastinated a long time demoing a blue sky and. Yeah, we all know how that went. Gotten one and just fell in love with it, man. Um, yeah, you can't argue with that. They they make a hell of a boat. Um, I dig them. I mean, if I ever got out of a blue sky, I'd definitely go. It'd probably be either Jackson or Bonafide, but we'll yeah, see. It all depends what you do, man. It's we'll see like, what uh, we'll see when that time comes. Yeah, but all right. Yeah, man. So, uh, real quick, Mike, why don't you let everybody know where they can follow you and uh, follow the TV show, the YouTube, all that good stuff, and then we'll close this thing out, man. Um, all right. So, you can find my YouTube channel at Fluke Master. I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who? Gene's going to get two more hits today because of that. Yeah. Gene <laughs> who? I don't know. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, so it's Basquatch Hunter TV on YouTube. Um, it's Basquatch Hunter TV on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, everything. Um, Facebook, um, I do a lot of cool stuff on the Basquatch page. I do my live podcast every week at 7 o'clock on Wednesdays. And I also do like giveaways and posts and stuff on that page all the time. Um, and then uh, the, or the TV show you can find on Waypoint TV. It's a free app you can download on any smartphone, um, on Samsung TV, Amazon Fire, um, any of the apple tv roku everything um and it's all hunting and fishing it's super cool there's some awesome shows on there um drew gregory shows on there too so if you want to see hooked on wild waters like see all the river stuff and the adventures he goes on there on that show too and uh on the network and uh yeah that's pretty much it very cool man fastwatchhunter.com and find some stuff too oh yeah perfect awesome man well mike thanks for uh taking the time out this evening to jump on here with us uh, of course, definitely, definitely appreciate I took time it. Away from working on kayak fishing stuff to talk about kayak fishing stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. Uh, with that being said, guys, uh, just a quick shout out to our our lovely supporters: Rocktown Adventures, Loveling Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Coyote Sunglasses, Fish Mob Lures, Southern Lake Co, and Michigan Ohio Kayak Anglers. Uh, Michigan Ohio Kayak Anglers. Yep. They're awesome guys. I was like, oh, uh-oh. <laughs> no, bad them, blood, bad Todd, blood. Todd and Rich are great guys. Yeah, super good dudes. Um, yeah. uh, also, guys, don't forget about the Recycling Plastics Program. Take your used plastics from this fishing season. Send them into the address in the show notes. Eric Richards from Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and sends them to the Heroes on the Water chapters. With that being yeah, said, awesome. yeah, heck yeah, man. That, with that being said, guys, until next time, tight lines and smooth paddling.
Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.